Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. The power of the book of Acts is this. It is, the official name is the Acts of the Apostles. Apostle meaning messenger. These are the original messengers of the gospel, and it's the history of the early church. Someone say it's the history of the early church. Yeah, the Holy Spirit fell. We got into that last week, remember? There were flames of fire above each, peop- each person. They were speaking in other languages and tongues, heavenly languages, and God is doing amazing things. Now the apostle Peter is standing up to address the crowd now. And in the midst of what he's having to say here, his first official sermon, he says, verse 21, But everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Can I get an amen in this house? Is that good news? Oh, man, that's great news. We're talking about good news tonight. Everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Oh, man, God is faithful. You say, Lord, I need you. He'll take you out of that place wherever you are. Those on the live stream tonight, check that out. Verse 21, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord, Jesus, save me, will be saved. Verse 22, look at, look at what uh, Peter goes on to say here. People of Israel, listen. God publicly endorsed, I like that translation. God publicly endorsed, he said, this is the one. Y'all remember that? God said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. I mentioned that tonight. God publicly endorsed Jesus of Nazareth, or Jesus the Nazarene, by doing powerful miracles, wonders, and signs through him, as you well know. He's relating to something they already know that happened. It's irrefutable. They can't argue about it. All right? But God knew what would happen. And his prearranged plan was carried out when Jesus was betrayed. Have you ever felt betrayed? Here's how Jesus was betrayed. One of his 12, one of the men who had spent just about day and night with him for three and a half years, one of his disciples betrayed him with a kiss. See, it was going to be dark that night, and he knew where Jesus was. Well, nights are usually dark, right? (laughs) But he knew they were going to go get him at night. And Judas told the chief priests and their soldiers, the temple soldiers, the palace guard, he said, the one who I kiss, that's Jesus. Because he knew his voice, he knew his look, he knew his height, he knew who he was. So he said, that, that's the one that we we're going to take for 30 pieces of silver. That's not enough for anything, right? He betrayed him with a kiss. I want you to think about for a moment, have you ever been betrayed and what does that mean brother tony would you do me a favor man of god would you pull up those kickstands yes we finally got kickstands on those doors and let's close those doors thank you sir look at that nice when you're betrayed someone has done something to you this is a possible look at that that you didn't deserve they've returned kindness with evil and that's not good maybe someone you've spent time with I was talking to my wife about this last week and talking about a scripture King David at one point he says that to someone who betrayed him we're not certain who it is some some make claims about 
who it was. We don't know for sure. We cannot completely substantiate it. But King David, in one chapter in Psalms, is talking to someone, and he says, man, we went to the house of the Lord together, and you've betrayed me. We spent time in God's presence together. We prayed together. We talked about the word, right? And you, you returned evil for my kindness. God knew what would happen, and his prearranged plan was carried out when Jesus was betrayed. With the help of lawless Gentiles, remember, Gentiles are non-Jews, right? Gentiles are folks, anyone who is not Jewish. With the help of lawless Gentiles, you what? You nailed him to a cross and killed him. That was an awful way to execute someone, and he was innocent. Remember one of the thieves on the cross? He shouts to the other thief. They're crucified on each side of Jesus, and he says, haven't you any fear of God? This man has done nothing wrong, but we deserve this death. Let's go on to the next verse. But God, someone say, but God. Oh, that's good news. But God released him from the horrors of death and raised him back to life, for death could not keep him in its grip. I remember something we used to say in the 80s and 90s, and I didn't say it much just because I'm not one to go and brag before we play basketball or during. It just seems like bad luck. I'm not into luck, but I, was, but I remember my brother would play around, and we'd, some of us would play around, and it was a joke. Because you'd hear NBA players telling each other this. But they would tell each other, you can't hold me. Jordan would tell people that. He'd say, tonight's my night, and you can't hold me. Larry Bird used to do that. I'm a big fan of NBA history, back when the players were really players. All right? Back in the day, in the 80s and 90s and earlier, man, back to Earl the Pearl Monroe, I took y'all way back. Some folks remember them, some don't. Willis Reed, Walt, uh, um, Wilt Chamberlain, you know, all these greats, Magic Johnson, all through the years. But Larry Bird one time, he, you know what he did? Talk about not being able to hold someone. The Boston Celtics were playing the Seattle Supersonics. There were three or four seconds left on the clock. You can look this up on YouTube. And Larry Bird tells Xavier McDaniel, an opposing player, he said, I'm going to get the ball. And I'm going to turn around and I'm going to hit it in all of y'all's faces. So put as many guys on me as you want. But we're going to, and they were down by a point. He said, I'm going to get the ball. You won't be able to stop that. And when I turn around and shoot it in your faces, you won't be able to stop that either. It'll be game over. Can you imagine that kind of confidence? So he gets the ball. You can watch the video and see the commentary on it. He gets the ball, turns around and nails it like on two or three guys. And he, tell, and he tells them, the guy that's being interviewed, Xavier McDaniel, he says, and Larry Bird says, I told you guys, and left. Another time, look at, talk about not being able to be held. I'll never forget this. They, you know, do you guys remember the three-point shootouts, the three-point contest? One time Larry Bird showed up in the 80s, and he called some of the top shooters. He called out two, three, four of the top shooters. said, hey, everybody, they're about to play. He said, I need to know who's playing for second today. And he won. Death, same thing. Noe and I talked about a parable that someone called Gene Edwards wrote years ago. And this gets me every time. Jesus took sin and the grave and he put them in a death grip. And he took them to death with him. But only he was able to resurrect. So all your sins, they were buried with Jesus if you let, them, if you let it be so. 
All your sins are buried because death could not hold him. Someone say death could not hold him. That's the kind of Savior you need. Money won't save you, a house, a car. I mean, God wants to bless you with great things, and you're being blessed now. I know you are. You're givers, and you're being blessed. But a God who is worth worshiping, the God of the universe, he came and died for his creation. And death could not hold Jesus. Thank God. King David said this about him, talking about Jesus. I see that the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken. Someone say, I will not be shaken. You may be stirred a little bit sometimes, huh? You may be stirred, but you don't have to be shaken, man. There's things that happen, things that are coming. Even this year, get ready. The world is going to shake some more. The cosmos, the world system, will be shaken. Scripture says, everything that can be shaken will be shaken. But thank God we've received a kingdom which is unshakable. So this, this world will shake again this year and next year and the following year until the book of Revelation comes into play. And we're going to be raptured, I believe that, before all the real bad stuff starts. But we're going to see some crazy things. So keep putting God first. King David said this, I see that the Lord is always with me. Jesus said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. I will not be shaken, for he is what? For he is right beside me. Is that powerful? I need us to slow down a, a minute. Let's go back to that last half of that. He is right beside me. God is for you. God is with you. And God lives inside of you. Jesus said, I'm sending another comforter. He said, if I don't go away, I cannot send the comforter. He said, if I don't go to heaven. See, the Father sent the Son. Remember this? I've gotten a real revelation of this lately, and I want this I want this to fall deep down into your hearts. The Father sent the Son, and the Son sent the Holy Spirit. Beautiful. And the power of the Holy Spirit is this. He's all over the planet all at once, all the time, and He will manifest where people fear and respect God and call upon the name of the Lord. He is the advocate, the helper, the counselor, the paraclete. He's the advocate. He's right with you. He's the teacher. Sometimes you say, man, I don't know where. And we talk about this. Me and Adrian even joke about it. I say, man, I don't know where that is in the Bible, but I know it's in there. That's the Holy Spirit reminding you where it is, huh? And, of course, you deal with pastor, my mentor, my teacher, my dad. He goes, what do you mean you don't know where it is? What do you mean? You better learn where it is. I was having Bible study here one Tuesday night. And I was telling the guys, look, man, if three chapters is just too much, you do a chapter a day. Don't ever stop. You get in the word. I said, Dad. I said, watch this, guys. He was in the hall milling about. I said, Dad. Maybe Adrian can help me with what he said or Eric. I said, Dad, how many chapters should these guys read? He's all three. I already told y'all from the hallway. Yeah. He said, if you can't read three chapters, you're sissies. And that was it. He left. He closed the door, walked out on everybody. We didn't even see him. I could hear him because of it. You know, his keys, his ever-present keys, he doesn't put them in his pocket because he says they'll mess up his pants. My grandpa used to tell him, hey, put your keys in your pockets. You don't lose them. He said, they're going to mess up my pants. He said, man, read three chapters, right? 
right beside me. Someone say right beside me. Right beside you. I prophesy to you this year, as you stay in the word, you're going to have an amazing recall of God's word if you'll stay in it. Something new and different for you is this, as believers. You say, man, I took the spiritual warfare class, or I'm thinking about it. Stop thinking about it. Or I just need to get in the word. What are you waiting for? Let's get in the word, and God's going to start causing you to remember things. And I know the spiritual warfare class, I've talked to people in there, and they're like, man, it's tough. I'm not doing great on the test. You know what? God wants you and pastor wants you to just learn something. Just retain information. Say, I don't know chapter and verse yet. That's okay. Learn it. Learn about it. Get into it. Practice makes better. Are you with me? If the Lord is right beside you, then start living like you have a holy guest. The ancient languages, older English said, Holy Ghost comes from the words holy guest. So he's with you all the time. Let's move on. That's powerful. No wonder my heart is glad and my tongue shouts his praises. Man, this stuff is good tonight. My body rests in hope. Hope says something great's on the way. For you will not leave my soul among the dead. There's a psalmist speaking, prophesying what Jesus was to say. You will not leave my soul among the dead or allow your Holy One to rot in the grave. <laughs> prophesying the resurrection of Jesus. You've shown me the way of life, and you will fill me with the joy of your presence. Mm, I love that. Dear brothers, sisters, think about this. That word for brothers in, in the Greek is adelphoi, and it means brothers and sisters. Speaking to everybody. Dear brothers, think about this. You can be sure that the patriarch David wasn't referring to himself, for he died and was buried. Someone say he was buried. Uh-huh. And his tomb what? His tomb is still here among us. Oh, but I love this. But he was a prophet. And he knew God had promised with an oath that one of David's own descendants huh, would sit on his throne. David was looking into the future and speaking of the Messiah's resurrection. The Messiah, the word Messiah means the anointed one. The chosen, anointed one of God. He's been given God's presence, God's personality, and power rests upon him. He was saying that God would not leave him among the dead, or what? Or allow his body to rot in the grave. Thank you, Jesus. Because he was resurrected, we can be resurrected. God raised Jesus from the dead. Someone say this with me on the count of three. One, two, three. God raised Jesus from the dead, and we are all witnesses of this. Let's say it again. God raised Jesus from the dead, and we are all witnesses of this. Now he is exalted to the place of highest honor in heaven at God's right hand. Doesn't get any better than that. Scripture says he has been given a name above every name, that at the name of Jesus, Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. I remember reading a Jack T. Chick track. Do you guys remember those? This was your life and those different ones. I still remember those illustrations. They're so creative. And he had a picture at the end of one of those tracks where the devil was on his knees with his hands clasped saying, Jesus is Lord. It, it doesn't mean he's going to get saved. It just means he's going to have to bow and declare that Jesus is Lord. Now he's exalted to the place of highest honor in heaven at God's right hand. And the Father, as he had promised, someone say, as he had promised. Someone say this, faithful is he that promised. I read that today in Hebrews. 
God is faithful. If he promised it, he'll take care of it. He's going to stand by what he claimed. He's going to do what he said. Gave him the Holy Spirit to what? Pour out upon us. Praise God, just as you see and hear today. The Apostle Peter is going off. He's quoting scripture. For David himself never ascended into heaven, yet he said, the Lord said to my Lord. He's saying, God the Father said to Jesus. That's what, it, that's what that means. The Lord said to my Lord, sit in the place of honor at my right hand. Had someone years ago come into my parents' bookstore. They had a, a Christian bookstore. Some of you remember it was called the Book Nook. Nook meaning a small place or crevice. Right near the library in the corner of Ship and Park. Had a guy went in there, and he told me one time, and he was going to disciple me for something weird, Cruz. You'll appreciate this. He said, you know, there is no Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And I was a kid. I was 15. And I went, really? He didn't know I'd been reading my Bible for that year, I think, was the first time I'd read through the Bible the whole time. But I'd been around it my whole life. And he was real religious. And he said, yeah, mijo. I think he said, mijo. Mijo, let me show you this. And he starts explaining, and he does a... He did an origami thing where he put some paper together and he tore it and he said, here's the cross, you need that to go to heaven. And there was a dove and it was weird. And I remember thinking, is this over yet? <laughs> like, dude, I know you're going to try to indoctrinate me in something that is not scripture. I could just tell. And he said, he said, there's only Jesus. There's no Father. There's no Holy Spirit. There's only Jesus, he told me. And I went, wow. And I remember I played stupid because he was a lot older than me. He was probably in his 50s. He was looking at me with his piercing blue eyes. And I said, so we were created in his image is what I read. Is that right? And he's all, of course. And I said, but I have a body and I have a spirit and I have a soul. So why is God only one? He's not three in one like us because we were created in his image. He's all, that's not what that means. And I was like, I said, oh, oh man. I said, okay. And he said, there's only, and he's, he's explaining more. And then I was, I was doing the Columbo thing. You remember Columbo? I was totally just plain ignorant. I said, so what about Hebrews chapter one? When it says that Jesus sat at the right hand side of God, he said, no. What that means is his power. His power is that, and that didn't make sense to me. And so I said, I'm just real ignorant. I said, so if I sit on your right hand, does that mean I'm your power? At this point, he knew I was inconvertible. <laughs> I was inconverso. Like he just, he's like, okay, this dude's just not getting it. But scripture says, sit at the place of honor at my right hand. How do you get around that? My Lord said to my Lord, God the Father said to Jesus, sit at my right hand. You say, how does he do that? Do that? How is he three and one? How could he split? And, but then he's three and then he's one. And he's one and three and he's three and one. He's God, but he created us in his image. I am a spirit. I have a soul. My mind, will, and my emotions, right? And I live in a body. Why would that be different from God? Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Scripture says it. Until I humble your enemies, making them a footstool under your feet. A footstool is what you rest them feet on, right? Let's go on. So let everyone in Israel know for certain that God has made this Jesus. Talk about a bold teaching, a bold preaching. You guys have learned in spiritual warfare, preaching is what? Proclaiming, 
teaching is explaining, but he's kind of doing both. He's proclaiming it and he's explaining it. So let everyone in Israel know for certain that God has made this Jesus, oh, by the way, whom y'all crucified. Can you imagine? He's not running for political office at all, is he? Who y'all crucified, he made him to be both Lord and Messiah. Wow. Peter's words pierced their hearts. And look at the response to his loving, holy boldness. They said to him and to the other apostles, Brothers, what should we do? I can imagine people were crying at this point. Man, we crucified the Lord of glory. What should we do? So what's next? Peter replied, oh, I'm glad you asked. Each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Hmm. Let's keep reading. This promise is to you. Okay, I'm going to stop here tonight. The promise of the Holy Spirit. Some of you have had questions. Some of you have actually asked me. But I feel in the Spirit that there's others who have had questions about the Holy Spirit. Some have taken maybe the spiritual warfare class. Or you just had questions as a believer. Look at what the Apostle Peter said. And this is the Word of God. Someone understand this, that God's Word is perfect. The Holy Spirit was speaking through him. It's a responsive reading. Gracias, Frank. The Holy Spirit speaking through him here, and he says, this promise is to you, to your children, and to those far away. It's not only to the Jews, and he's saying, the promise of what? what? He's referring to the previous statements. The promise of the Holy Spirit. Say, really? Yeah, this promise is to you, to your children, and to those far away, all who have been called by the Lord our God. So once you've accepted Jesus, you know what one of your rights and privileges is as a believer? This is what Jesus himself said. Jesus basically told his disciples, you've accepted me now. The next step is the Holy Spirit. Are you with me? The next step is to be baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Say, Man, that's crazy. That's what Scripture says. It's foolishness to the world, but it's powerful. Scripture says whoever speaks in an unknown tongue doesn't speak to other hum humanity. They're speaking to God. The Apostle Paul at one point said, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than you all. This guy probably walked around all day long speaking in tongues. He said, that's weird. Well, the Apostle Paul was probably kind of odd. The, his brain capacity is just crazy. And he understood the old law, and he understood, here's what's amazing. Let me just drop this on you right now. The Holy Spirit revealed this to the Apostle Paul, the mystery of the church, and he referred to it as such. Did you know none of the ancient prophets ever predicted the church? You say, man, you mean the building? No, they never were able to predict the body of Christ. It was a mystery. Until Jesus died and rose again. And Jesus hinted at it. He said, I will build my church. I will build my church. You say, man, Jesus was going to go around having a building program, building different buildings and stuff? No. The church is the body of Christ. That's you, that's me. The body of Christ is everyone who has accepted Jesus and who is now part of the inheritance of the saints. That's what the church is. The church is way more than a building. We meet in a building, praise God. But when it all, when it, if it ever gets rough someday, you're still the church, even if you are disallowed from going to church. You did not stop being the church just because they said, y'all can't meet in church because of COVID. 
Uh-uh. If you had faith, you said, man, uh-uh, I'm keeping the faith. We met out in the parking lot and said, that's, that's not the church. Oh, it is the church. It's the body of Christ, and Jesus is the head of the body. Are you with me? The mystery of the church began to be fulfilled by the Holy Spirit. This promise is to you, to your children, and to those far away. All who have been called by the Lord our God, regardless of color, background, culture, heartbreak, baggage, bad choices. Here we are. All because he promised. All because he promised. Let me say it again, and I'm going to wrap it up with this. This promise is to you, to your children, and to those far away. All who have been called by the Lord our God. Be thinking about that. Go ahead and bow your heads. Close your eyes. Father, I thank you for tonight, Lord. I thank you for the blood of Jesus that covers us. I thank you that Jesus is Lord, and we declare it. We declare it not only with our mouths, but with our lifestyles and our faith. We believe, God. I break every attack of the enemy, every onslaught of the enemy. I thank you that the blood of Jesus covers us. I thank you that you are with us. I thank you that we're blessed in the city and the field coming in and going out. And tonight, God, we honor you because this promise is for us and for our children and for those far away, everyone, that the Lord God has called. We receive the promise of the Holy Spirit. We will walk in it. We receive the promise of your word. We receive the promises of Jesus because all the promises scripturally, according to Jesus and in his name, all the promises through Jesus are yes and amen. We receive all of it, God, everything you've given us tonight. Speak to your people. Let your word continue to fall on good ground even after we walk out of here tonight. The seed has been sown by the farmer. Holy Spirit, we thank you for sowing this seed to us. Through me, a messenger God that I just have to humbly say, Lord, I can't do it without you, and I pray that I always sow the seed accordingly. Lord, these are all farmers and sowers as well. They have received the seed, and now they're going to give a harvest, and they're going to sow seeds. They're going to speak truth, and we're going to speak the truth in love. We thank you tonight for your word. We trust you, and we believe you. We give you glory. In Jesus' name, somebody said, Amen. Amen.